0: Hi, I'm Janice Min. Welcome to the Ankler Hot Seat Podcast. Today is a very special episode about Netflix earnings. Uh, The results came out today for the second quarter. I'm joined by Richard Rushfield. Hi there. Hi. And then Sean McNulty, the writer of our most excellent The Wake Up newsletter, which I know many of you love and are addicted to. Hi, Sean. Hello. Um, Okay, let's start with... Just the framework here. Sean, you are, as I know you said on another podcast in the last few days, you are a media nerd uh, and you wear that you wear that badge proudly. So set the stage. You sit in on these earnings calls. And believe it or not, I have never sat in on an earnings call. Will you just tell us briefly what that entails?
1: Sure. So earnings season four times a year, four quarters, the company does is they release a Statement, uh, public statement, which uh, um, a document. So that has all the numbers and all the details in it. And then an hour or so later, they'll do a call. And Richard is <laughs> was a little. We were discussing earlier is a little new to this. And Netflix does something very interesting. It's not what everybody else does. Shocking. Um, but they do this. They call an interview, not a call. So they have on someone. This is a, uh, someone from J.P. Morgan. I'm not exactly sure who he was. Uh, I assume he's an analyst of some sort. And he's asking all the questions of uh, Reed and Greg and top executives, which I guess are questions that he has free reign to ask. I don't it's not clear hey. if they are prearranged <laughs> questions. Um, and it goes for about 45 minutes and it's literally a YouTube live stream. Every other company, you'd kind of dial into a conference call as you would at a company and they will read a statement the CEO and the you know of the top two or three people, the CFO and so forth maybe 15 minutes on that saying all the sectors of the business and then all other analysts dial into the call and they submit kind of like raise their hand and there's a moderator who says all right now from you know uh, bank of america so and so and so and so now rich greenfield from you know so on and so forth and they can ask whatever they want so it's a very unique thing that netflix does which is richard this is your first time seeing
2: it so i guess i'm curious what your take is on all this it was it was sort of like an interview without any of the drama or, uh, it, or frisson of an interview. It was uh, giving them a chance to, one by one, sort of recite at full length their boilerplate uh, talking points about their various departments, and uh, it was it, 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 I found it a lot to uh, a lot to zip through. A lo- it was a long hour.
1: Yeah. And one thing, you know, it's a financially focused thing, obviously. So the CFO has a little more of a a presence, but Reed kind of kicks it off and had the last thing to say. So first, the news, uh, as most people will probably know by now, but the subscriber loss was 970,000 globally in the second quarter. Uh, They were projecting 2 million. So that's under by 50%, which is why... The stock is up seven percent after hours and generally wasn't the tsunami or whatever else all the other small indicators people were kind of talking about in the past week or two would indicate
0: so let's just stop here for a second so the words schadenfreude and netflix have been used probably more than any two words together in the last three months um at least in the world of entertainment and what I, I haven't been on Twitter. I've been actually editing something. But uh, what what's the reaction from the whole the people who breathlessly follow this stuff?
1: I've been an- analyzing the actual documents and not Twitter over the past you know hour and a half Art or man. two hours. Uh-huh. So yeah, so I haven't really been going. I mean, I only go by the stock market. So the stock market is was up seven or eight. Per, you know, it's down about seven percent right. total. So they see it as a positive. So that's really all that matters in the end. Who really cares what the Twitterati thinks of it? I mean, um, I could
2: tell you on CNBC the the, the panel was. Uh, which is, I, I, I think, the conventional wisdom of uh, of Wall Street analysts. Set the they they asked the question: Is the worst over for for Netflix? And the answer was uh, unanimous: Yes. That so, <laughs> sure. I think today what they did was they they drew a line under the the bleeding, and if it if if it, if if it wasn't a total end to the bleeding, what the, the the free fall has has sort of found a, a level now in the eyes of Wall Street, anyway.
1: Well, I guess the thing is there wasn't the free fall, probably be it. We're like, because last quarter, if you remove the Russia uh, removal, they were up 500,000. So, you know, this wasn't the, oh my God, they've lost three to 4 million, you know, which would everybody kind of like could have been what the number was. This is technically, you know, under a a million subscribers. So the the loss, seem seems to be mitigated here. The projection for Q3 coming up is to be up 1 million. So they're not even projecting future losses. So that Richard's point this seems to be the bottom is this okay we're okay with this that's the takeaway Janice. i think in a sense
0: oh so sean i'm curious you since you listen to so many of these yeah. Uh, during their q1 um call they were predicting the $2 million, two million two million two million subscriber loss for uh q2 that they would be reporting and is there some psychology behind that where you actually state something pu- probably worse than what will happen so your stock goes up seven percent and after hours trading
1: sure i mean uh netflix is they're not famous for it i'm not going to go that far but this has happened before um where they but this this is the exact opposite where they would go oh we're projecting three million and they come back and say oh it's six million you know so that was where the pops have traditionally come for netflix over the years i mean the pandemic was just crazy obviously for its own reason where that just you know who knew what that was going to be so there's a big period of that in 2020 but even in the run-up of the mid to late 2010s there was always these kind of magical quarters that would be like you're going to do a lot better than this and they were being seemingly conservative and then you would get that pop on it so this is the exact opposite of that but same exact thinking right
0: because if they had reported if they had if they had not uh built in this appetite for the loss and if they came out today and said we lost nearly a million subscribers oh my god it would be armageddon too right it would have been
1: a problem yeah, yeah. but back to the thing that reed said though was essentially intimating that stranger things kind of saved the quarter um what so, did he
0: say exactly
1: uh i will look it up because <laughs> it's it was a it was it made it not worse I'll, I'll find it in a second because it was a really it was like that kind of phrasing to it that was like like
0: double negatives and yeah it was yeah. like
1: it made it you know and that and again stranger things dropped you know may 27th i think so you know the quarter was already pretty well along at that point so they, they kind of knew where it was going so for him to specifically say that means that that two million maybe even more might have been reality two months into the quarter.
0: So Sean, while you're looking that up, I also want to ask you about the the about earning seasons calls in this space in the media entertainment space. So Netflix historically goes first and they position themselves to go first. And that was amazing in my understanding when you had amazing news all the time and you could own the whole reporting cycle out of earnings season. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I mean, like the first mover. So, this, but they are, they're also the biggest uh, in their defense yeah. um, for the streaming space. So, obviously, it even uh, upfronts week at, you know, in May, the advertiser, the big network goes for, you know, whatever it might be. So, it's that kind of a tradition, if you will, uh, so to speak. Right. Um, and he called them, uh, he praised the headline for that call was uh, Praises Stranger Things for Streamers, Less Bad Results.
0: Ooh, less bad. <laughs>
1: so that was the phrase that i was looking for
0: so less bad is the new good less bad
1: is the exactly right we'll call it the Kate Bush factor uh you know whatever you want to call it and remember they kept the second half of it until July 1st which is Q3 yes so whoever signed up stayed on through the end of the quarter and didn't sign up and then cancel so uh that's also one thing to keep in mind there but an interesting thing to note from that
0: so Richard, what do you think the real-world repercussions of today's call are in town?
2: I mean, I, I think they 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 stopped Armageddon. I think everybody was prepared to say that uh, that oh my God, the end of the world is confirmed. They've already lost seventy percent, and, and then would just be some kind of free fall pile on. And they 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 changed the narrative today with with between Stranger Things and uh, this. This quarter's earnings, say, you know, I it it's a result that uh, that uh, two years ago we would have said well, this was a a really bad or at least a very mediocre quarter, but but now I, I think just avoiding total apocalypse is a win for them, and now uh, they're they're sort of a they they become sort of a normal company and they live to fight another day, and the question is. Uh, the, the question goes back to what the question should have always been can they come up with more hits like um and i, I was struck at the end when when uh when the fake interviewer asked asked everybody what they're watching <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah what struck you yeah i was gonna mention this too go ahead yeah yeah it, 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 it was sort of they, they all kind of had a struggle for answers they were all kind of like one goes like um the well the, the umbrella academy i'm i'm catching up with and it, it it was it was nobody was like deep in the catalog or except for Reed uh was
1: Well Reed was the most interesting guy I thought cuz he mentioned this small Michael Pollan docu series you know about series, psychedelics yeah. uh essentially in the, in the which I do want to watch so I'm actually was like oh I want to watch that I was you know but he was it's a very small project that was like oh
0: okay
2: yeah but everybody else just sort of named their like the named big, yeah, their the, their hits and yeah. they
0: say stranger things did any of them say strange? Yeah,
2: Ted said the the gray
1: man, and you know it was like okay, uh, you know.
0: They're most expensive. The gray, he movie mentioned ever. the gray
1: man a lot. I will say yes. uh- uh-huh. so could. just to drive that home.
0: Um, did you both notice that whole gray man press blitz where they where they were trying to clearly before today's earnings call set the narrative around gray man and like the the building of their own internal franchises? Um, and scott and, stuber their head of film did that story with the new york or at least gave a quote to the new york times
2: and it's a it's an odd choice because it's it's had really tepid um critical response the the, the public may end up loving it it's a, i i i think it's at like i think the rotten tomato score is critics something like 56 and the public 85 which is was
0: it is that like in line with red notice
2: i think i think Good red question. notice was 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 even worse uh Okay, but uh, I I think I I need to look that up, but, but it's, it's a, it's a mediocre at best, uh, but uh, that they've chosen this to make the, the showcase for the new improved Netflix uh, film is a, is, is, is a little weird considering how it's going.
0: Unless it was just part of a press strategy in advance of Q2 that, the Q two reporting that could not the train was already in motion. Um,
2: I mean, on paper you have the the directors of the um, the biggest film in history coming out there. They're they're doing their independent thing. That the biggest film in history was Russo well,
0: Brothers. Yeah,
2: what yes. was it? Wasn't really their their movie, but that, that they didn't they didn't invent the Avengers or anything. But uh, but 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 good enough. So you can see why they thought this would be a good moment, but think they would have had more clarity about how it really received.
0: Has either of you seen it yet?
2: No. no. I have I, I, No, <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's... <laughs> look, I, maybe it'll do well. I, it, look, you know, it's... Uh, numbers are numbers, but uh, I guess my curious thing is how long is it? So we'll see how many streaming minutes it gets um, because that's going to affect the number. And I bet you it's real long. So whatever <laughs> the number comes out to be. Remember that's how they measure the success is minutes watched, which depends on how long the movie is.
0: So, given that the earnings call is over, shouldn't we be imminently getting some kind of "Gray Man" the most watched minutes? Blah. Well, it goes on
1: Netflix this Friday, so. Oh, sorry. uh, Yes, yes, it's in theaters right now, so we will be. uh, That's going to be the end of. That's going to be in the middle of everybody else's earnings calls. (laughs) So, just there, you go. That'll be the tactic on that, by the way. So, got it. Um, Um. But if you order things back to the call, just know, you know, I mean, the one headline that was not didn't they didn't bring up is, you know, this is the first quarter that Netflix has lost subscribers globally as a streaming company ever. Like first quarter, they had a rush. They were technically, you know, the Russia thing skewed it because they chose to withdraw. But like, this is the first quarter Netflix ever lost subscribers. globally. And
0: how many did they lose?
1: Uh, the total. Well, there was nine hundred. That was a million. That was global. So, oh, that
0: was global. Sorry, yep. yes. Global. So lost
1: it a million. So, but you well, know. do we you know? Uh,
0: do we do we know the proportion of that globally and domestic?
1: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you asked that, Janice. Wow. Um, so <laughs> yeah. that leads us to the U.S. market, which is down 1.3 million in three months. So that's primarily the losses in the U.S. The U.S. is is has plateaued. Really, the lost that is uh, twice the amount of loss they had in Q1. So okay. the loss of the U.S. has doubled
2: from Q1 to Q2. How long has that it been since something. they had since they had a, a good, a big up quarter in the U.S.?
1: Well, I mean, the pandemic skewed a lot of this. So they've had a lot of good quarters in 2020 was, you know, off the chart, obviously. Uh, I mean, 2021 was, you know, good. The, the Q4 started to low you know slow down a bit and then Q1 really took them by surprise cuz they were projecting 2.5 million total global subscribers and came in that's why that 30% stock drop in that Q1 was just horrible um so you know they were doing well and it's you know and the second quarter traditionally is the worst quarter of the year for subscriber additions so that's important to know they have lost subscribers in the second quarter before but no it's been minimal like you know 10,000 something like that Uh, 1.3 million is a real number in the U S and that's the month that stranger things was it like, you know, this is, and they also back to a note on engagement, which, you know, my favorite topic to discuss ad nauseum is minutes watched and, you know, Oh, this is people are engaged with our products. Netflix touted the fact that they had their highest share of viewing minutes ever in June, according to Nielsen at 7.7%. This is, you know, and again, 75 minute episodes of a TV show. will do that for you. But this is in the same quarter that they lost the most subscribers in the U.S. ever. So you're telling me engagement is this all-powerful met- all metric, and you had the worst quarter ever in this market. So how are these th- two things – how are you trying to tell me that in- these minutes watch things are the be-all, end-all of, of, of metrics?
0: Well It doesn't so, make sense. So, Sean, it sounds like, based on what you are saying, that they, want, they definitely won a narrative war today in how yes. they –
1: 100. Yeah. And I, data. Look, they the profit was 1.4 billion. There are a lot of, you know, like it's not a lot of bad news, but I'm just, none of this other stuff is being mentioned. Like this is headwinds here. You're having a US problem. The US saturation is, is peaked and is going down. Other problem is at, your favorite acronym I know, Janice, ARPU, our friend, aver, average revenue per user in the US, now near $16 a subscriber. And the problem, which... You have a question. You look okay, perplexed, yeah. there, Janice. What can, can, can I do for you? Complete
0: your thought, and then I'll I'll go back and ask my question. <laughs> okay.
1: So essentially, the country where the ARPU is rising greatest is the country where they are losing subscribers the most.
0: And and ARPU is rising the greatest because of the price increase.
1: Is that and more people are maybe buying more, maybe they're losing some of the lower tier $9 subscribers and more of the other ones, you know, so the mix may be skewing a certain way. The price, the price raise may have bottomed out a few of the lower paying ones. And, you know, so there's, there's that mix of it. That information is not released, but it's definitely going in that direction. But the price, the price skew, the price bump helped.
0: So I saw a headline flash by today that um, I kind of uh, glazed over that has said something about advertising, becoming advertising and ARPU. Um, nice. I bet you read all these headlines, though. Can you just talk about that, what what, <sighs> the, uh, what the advertising shift might mean?
1: Sure. And that's the next other thing of note from this is the ad tier, which is now going to be early 2023, not going to be this year, which isn't a big shift and not a big surprise, obviously. Um, but the big thing that came out of this that I think is worth mentioning, that came out of the call and not necessarily out of the report. And Janice, to your you know, what happens in these earnings things, there's the report, which is all the numbers and all this kind of stuff. And the call can add a little bit of color, if you will, to some right. of these numbers and what they're doing kind of thing. Theater. We all heard about the big theater. Exactly. Which Richard was not impressed by today and he should not have been. It was not a lot of color going on here. Um, But they, you know, is that question came up and we've, we, I think we talked about it here, Janice, where Netflix doesn't have the rights to the things they license yes. for. Yes. So they had kind of addressed this and said, we're not going to put that stuff on this Netflix ad supported service. So it's going to be like, I'm give you the analogy. Whereas HBO max is going to be Netflix minus where it'll be, netflix but just the originals and whatever else we want to license to put on it so it may not have seinfeld you know that may be the uh ad ad free only so there's going to be it's not going to be netflix as you know it just with ads it's going to be a slightly different product and that's what came out of this call that is like oh that's different hbo max with ad free or ad supported is the same product that HBO, prog- HBO programming doesn't have ads on it, but it's on the, you know, HBO max, you know, uh, app Netflix Lite or Netflix minus will have a different programming, you know, presentation wow. than the other one.
0: So Richard, if you're, uh, if you're hearing all this on the creative end or the agency end here, aren't you trying to negotiate to not be put on the ad supported tier?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, they're creating a worse experience and uh, it, uh you know i think i, I think our, our good friend rich greenfield pointed out like there you you give people a a a, a choice give consumers a choice do you want the the more expensive or the cheaper experience and almost everyone's going to take the cheaper experience and they're going to be directing people to something that's a worse experience um that that uh, that that for for the for the creators um, suddenly you're going to like commercial to, to like broadcast tv kind of experience again um, and and it, I, I, for for the company i just like wonder what's it going to do to their their churn then when they're when they're because it's it's not it's not like peacock where you get where you, where they can uh, come on for free uh, for free with the ads it's like this is they're, they're having to pay for it so they'll still be what, so what's going to happen to the churn when people are having a much worse experience there? Well, it's and it's to be determined how much you know they will have. They said
1: some shows they may license go back and license to bring you know to have on the ad supported here. So it's a bit of a TBD on it, but it's not going to you know Hulu is the exact same on both. You know the the model the the consumer expects is oh this is just with ads. It's everything else. It's everything I want. It just has ads. Sure, I'll watch ads. This will be oh wait where when someone downgrades. Say that, you know, you have a $15 It's like, oh, wait, I want to go with the ads. I don't care. And they're going to go down and be like, oh, wait, where's my, um you know, West Wing or whatever it might be that they didn't license. Right. You're going to have, a and then, you know, Twitter, you'll be like, what, what you, Netflix, bring back my way. You know, where's the West Wing? You're going to have, you know, this library content that, as we all know, still plays a pretty decent role in Netflix. They're, they, quite frankly, were downplaying it, saying Netflix originals are where it's at. That's where all the traffic is. But, they also spend, you know, whatever money they spent on Seinfeld. That's like, well, clearly there's some value to this to your service. So it's, I, you know, how this is all going to play out is a real question mark that just came out on this earnings call because we were all thinking, oh, they have to go back and license everything. And it's like, they're like, no, we're not doing that. We're going to license whatever is reasonable, I guess, or whatever the cost thing is. And then we, this service will launch and we'll go and we'll figure it out. So that's an interesting
2: Wrinkle. And it would be interesting to, to find out our shows that are filming now, are they being directed to put in ad breaks to end could, the scenes on on long pregnant pauses where they stare at each other so you can <laughs> uh, cut away to the, uh, to the diapers commercial or...
1: Yeah, we'll see if I think it's going to be more pre-roll to start, and I don't think that's going to be a, a thing they'll you know address on a and basis. They, and that's know, a terrible
2: forward. experience
1: when you're when they oh, just yeah, but that's what you pay for. I mean, that's just, HBO Max is the same problem. You know, as as you know, hacks is the worst viewing experience. It's <laughs> it's fine. I'll I'll sit through it, but I'm not like like this is clunky. This isn't great, but it's cheaper, so there it is. But
0: so I noticed this thing today also in my headline scanning. Like it felt like very. 2010 that there were these um bits of news coming out that like like an was it an upfront buy on the streaming services and how well different streaming services are doing uh like disney was it disney plus and peacock i think were announcing and like and it's it's just fascinating that this whole new metric that like it was always bury the advertising where you know subscriber and um we're a subscriber-based business. And then now, like, they're trying to, like, that's become, you know, this whole new aspect of the streaming wars.
1: What's old is new again, Janice. Uh, I yeah, know. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but in a way.
0: The, yeah, but the numbers were, like, set. one of the places, I can't remember, maybe it was Disney Plus that they had $7 billion?
1: It's uh, It was $3.6 across all Disney streaming, uh, which includes Hulu, uh, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus. There was no breakout for which one was which, but they did say that Disney Plus which will be launching an ad supported version by end of year was a main driver of that business. Um, for NBC universal peacock was reportedly bringing about a billion dollars in upfront or, you know, commitments. Um, so that's what that, to your point, that's what, the, what you're reading is that there's real money here and Netflix will see what they bring in, but if they can add a billion dollars a year to their bottom line, I mean, that's a good real number. If they can do it, who knows what will be. So
0: just, just for some context, like if you, in, you know, olden times when you would have this spectacular announcement out of the upfronts, um, what would those numbers be? Like if you were an NBC universal announcing your full, Oh,
1: well the total number. So the Disney's total number was 9 billion. And that includes, if you include, so the split is essentially 40% streaming 60% to linear TV. So streaming, which is impressive. You know, 40% of the business is now streaming at the upfronts. Okay, so
0: that's not insignificant. That's,
1: that's, that's a lot. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, so that's what they were touting. This was like, Oh, we've sold so much digital inventory this is a real business now these these streaming services that we keep talking to you about are really paying off all of our investment our 900 million dollars of loss in disney plus in the first quarter will pay out, you know th- that's the reassurance that they're they're doing with that so oh no it's it's real money i mean before it was like a a drop in the bucket of like you know you know but it was all broadcast for now it's just falling at the split you know, It's not more money, but the split is going, which I guess the problem is it's not more money. It's the same money, which is being split differently.
0: With higher costs. With
1: higher costs. You're producing a lot more shows. <laughs> so this is where the streaming math gets a little tricky, Jess. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They've thought this through entirely. Um,
0: so, uh, okay. So then now, will, will you just explain the cadence of quarter two earnings calls coming out now like last time during quarter one after Netflix had a very bad call it kind of set the whole market downward including all particularly media and entertainment stocks and um so you were kind of walking into a blizzard if you were following or a buzzsaw I guess if you were following Netflix's um reporting and q1 what Like, what does it feel like now? What can you imagine it feels like now if you're Warner Brothers Discovery, or you know, one Disney about to you know prepping for your call? Are you are you probably like in the war room tonight, shifting things you're going to say um, at the last minute?
1: I mean, who knows what their numbers are first of all? So that's you know, maybe they have good numbers. You know, I'll I'll just give you a refresher of where we're at. And again, like remember that. U.S. Netflix number, because a lot of these other services are more U.S. based than the Netflix. You know, that number means yep. a lot more to these companies. So, you know, Netflix lost 1.3 million subscribers. I'm like, that's the thing of like, oh, OK, is the U.S. Market saturated? Is there a people are, are people canceling Is everybody's, you know, inflation? You know, that's what this number is not being like, hey, you lost 1.3 million. subscribers. That's you. Sh- we should talk about this. That's not right. nothing. You know, it's the biggest loss ever. So back to the, numbers. It's the biggest loss ever. In the U.S. for wow. Netflix, ever okay. they've never. I mean, they until last quarter they never lost subscribers in the U.S. So, I mean, in a, for in a material way, like you know, yes. I mean, outside yeah. of like maybe twenty thousand or maybe you know, like last quarter was about six hundred thousand, and this quarter was one point three million. So, yep. this number is going in a certain direction. So, we'll see
2: what Q3 brings. But but on the other hand, I mean, it is it is entirely predictable by if 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 you weren't swallowing this utopian vision that that Netflix is going to take over the world that they, they built this and they, they rose struggling when they were the only player and then, and then uh, hugely the dominant player. And now there's tons of competition. So, Oh yeah, it makes, I mean, they're, they're the king. It's like, okay, you're going to hit the peak. And then people asking the
1: question for years at Netflix was when will the growth stop? And it's like, the question's been answered. They've been at 73 to 75 million, you know, in that range, you know, now they're down to 73 or whatever, 73 and change, I think. So, but th- that's where this ad supported thing comes in Janice, where it's like all the way we evaluate Netflix is going to change dramatically in 2023, because now there's, there's going to be two way, The nuance is going to go up. Yep. Because total subs is going to be one thing, but, oh, wait, which subs are we talking How many are ad-supported? How many are paying uh-huh. this? So the way we've this, – this game, the rules of this game are going to change dramatically come Q1 or Q2 of so next year.
0: it's basically like their head is grazing the ceiling. Yes. And, but they found a little trap They've, door on the ceiling to push open to yes. – uh, Get some more air in the room, yeah. basically. And the other
1: thing they're going to pull at the same time is the password crackdown, which they said also in this call will happen in 2023, a little vaguer on the timeline, but you got to think that will probably go in effect at the same time that the ad tier goes into effect. So the okay. question is how much of that will also, is there more growth they can wring out of the US if they crack down on passwords, which you know, I think no one knows really what that I is. Mean,
0: I mean, I want to come back to Q3, but Richard, I just want to ask you like, so, looking, I'm, it sounds like today's call is a little bit like Rashomon. Like you could, you could pick your telling of it and decide if it was good or bad or scary or hopeful. Like, how do you imagine this gets reported on over the next few days?
2: The dominant story is going to be that Netflix has hit its bottom and they found they found their level, and now they're a normal company and they will have normal, um, normal growth or loss and. and the utopian vision is over, but uh, but 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 the the bottom the bottom has been set, which you know may or may not may or may not prove to be true. It, so, Richard,
0: it, you have written about you've said in and I think at one of your columns you said when a company loses its cool, it yeah. never comes back. And you were you brought up like um, some not great analogies like
2: MySpace, uh, MySpace, Yahoo. Um, Pet.
0: Yeah, not the, cool. <laughs> um, Facebook,
2: having, as an ex-employee, I can, I can I can tell you. Uh, definitely, definitely not cool. Napster, um, the uh, all, all were the, the coolest the coolest corners of the internet once, and um, the internet moves on. It's not looking to the, the, the zeitgeist is not looking to keep a company going or prop up the stock or or, or find a new level. It's looking for the next thing. And the next thing is very rarely the thing that they just got tired of. Um, so the the question for for Netflix is, can they find a strategy which is not about just being this incredible miracle company, and that they're doing wild things? They're they're reviving shows that have been off the air for thirty years, and they're doing choose your own adventure, or they and they have a, they have a giant movie every week and 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 just sort of wowing you and making deals with with uh with, with prince harry and you know just sort of wowing you with these announcements but uh, are they actually providing um can they can actually provide a a service that's 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 of enduring value here's a question here's a question i have for you Sean. On this it's so every one of these services sort of uh, ex- except maybe disney um when they when they chose where they want to position themselves they all sort of went after said we're going to be the service for everybody with based on the idea that there was you know unlimited number of people in the us and unlimited and you know probably trillions of people in the universe that they could that they could eventually reach out to Um, now that they find that there's actually a, a finite number of people in the world uh and a finite number of uh of of screens that they want to watch it on. When when are some of these services going to start to um, actually pick off sections of the, the demographic? And I, I wonder for Netflix, like being the service for every. Reed Tastings once said, "Our goal is whoever you are, your favorite show will be on Netflix." That so we are we are going to have the best show in every single demographic that exists. Or what's the word they use it? Like taste cluster or something. Um, <laughs> you know disney has a bit of an identity um with families i mean not w- more than a bit but uh which which they seem frustrated by the limits of, of that of that now uh what do you what do you think of that show yeah there's a,
1: a bit of that i mean you know even hbo traditionally had this somewhat male skew it wasn't large but it certainly uh, came through in that um i mean Uh, on the whole, um, I wouldn't say it was a male skewing network, but it had boxing. It had Sopranos. It had a lot of that going on. I mean, there was always sex in the city. There's always things that, you know, kind of came up, but it wasn't what you knew it about, knew it for. Um, so there was a bit of that, but, but going niche, you can't, you're not going to have enough of a business to go niche on something where like, we're going to own, you know, men, 18 to 34. Well, that's great. You're going to have maybe 20 million subscribers and that's going to, you know, and it's also a global business. So like, you have to remember you, this has to appeal to a lot of things across a lot of languages, across a lot of cultures, a lot of, you know, and that's always the trick of it. Um, But what if,
2: what if someone says, uh, you know, we're going to, go with the cw strategy we're going to we're right gonna be the, and look at the work cw work. i mean it doesn't work it's like it's, it's exactly right.
1: it's just for yeah exactly like you know that that did it worked for a little while but, but it, it's isn't you know, that
2: isn't that if you could really be the, the 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 service that owns teenagers that you that you own it's called tiktok
1: yeah, I, boom <laughs> i mean i get what you're to your point you're saying but you know um but it's, you know, about your, about your original thing you said, Richard, like you just need hits like, I, you know, and this is where you make good shows like this is the thing it's not you want to start predicting oh we're going to serve this niche and it's like you know what they're going to watch a lot of things, they want to watch things that are quality that's the biggest thing you can do the best thing you can do as a streamer is not make something for everybody it's make good shows for people they'll find it. Like, you know, you name me a hit, like, you know, West wing was a hit. It's a show about the white house. Like, you know, it was just a good show. People were on network television. There's no reason why that would have succeeded. It was just a very, very good show. You, you know, you give me Bridgerton give me, but no, whatever it might be. It's not that, you know, it, it checked the box of a thing or it's like, it just was a well-executed show. What, you know, why was the Sopranos a, it's a mob show in Jersey? You know, you can kind of go across as the more you dissect, you approach it that way, the more you're going to, you know kind of shoot yourself in the foot and it's like that's where executive talent comes into play and that's you know kind of where shaping a, a slate really becomes you know important that's why you know certain people will go up and go down i was just speaking about earlier today hbo it's like hbo is you know they were the the new kid that back to richard's point Sopranos, sex in the city oh my god what's next and you know what not you know, Albrecht left and other people came in and it was like, uh, okay, two, three years of like, eh. and then you know what new management came in and you had true blood, you had curb, you had six feet under new era. And then that, you know, like this, is it's a cyclical business. And that's always the thing to remember with this, but to go niche on something is going to be, because also a niche in the US is different than niche in the UK and different than, you know, that's not going to travel. What what the business model has to be and why, back to this, why Netflix works is because of their scale. They made $1.4 billion of the profit. Everybody else is losing money hand over fist. Their model that they're chasing, Netflix's model, is predicated on you reaching that $200 million subscriber level so your revenues support all of your production. If you don't reach that level... There's no way, you know, in hell, you're going to reach a level of profitability. It doesn't work at 60 million subscribers. It doesn't work at 80 million subscribers. It works when you get to the scale of a a Netflix and that's been proven out, but they have to get there and it's a long way to get there. No one's even Disney's halfway there and their ARPU is terrible. And it's like, you're not making the money, you know? So it's like, that's where this, everybody's been chasing this, you know, kind of, Myth of like we have to be Netflix. I'm like, do you know what Netflix does? Like they lost money for a long time. They had the benefit of a good market and a good, you know, good ethos and a buzz and being back. They were the kid, the kid on the block. They were the the MySpace. They were the whatever you want to call it. And that all helped it to get to a point where they're now profitable and they are a mature company. Richard, you're right. They're making money. Their revenue. The, I'll bring up the last line in their reading their earnings report that they've kind of closed on was, you know, reaccelerating our revenue growth is a big challenge. Revenue for them is plateauing. All of these things I've been kind of talking about where the U.S. US growth is dropping now. Europe, which I will write about in my newsletter tomorrow, small plug for the wake up, go to theankler.com. I will do, go into Europe and that's actually going down on both revenue and in subscribers. So there's, there's things that are hitting now. They're becoming a mature company. The levers they're going to pull, number one cracking down on passwords so maybe there's more juice to squeeze out of the subscriber game and two is add tier. can we sell ads to get some of that genus to your point that three billion dollar disney plus you know advertising that money that's out there to come in the door here to raise this revenue because we're plateauing at revenue and where the growth is not as much as it used to be anyway thanks. um
0: well sean Talked about uh, executives and uh, Richard. Do I think that the Schadenfreude set in town has wondered how has Netflix, how do they keep their current executives in place if, if Q2 were bad? Right. And um, and typically, you know, at a at a legacy movie studio, you have, you know, several months of bad performance and someone says is exited. What, what do you think happens given this infamous keeper test at at Netflix?
2: I mean, to, to, to some extent, the, the sort of changing the meta narrative probably buys them a little breathing room, but probably under the hood they understand much better that okay even even, even if we took the, the 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 got the knives back in their sheaths, like the, these aren't good results and this isn't the, the this this is not overall going well and uh as far as the keeper test goes like this is this is not the direction we need and you know they they they, they need some new hits like the great day have stranger things that's that's uh that's that's uh one of their older older shows right there if they can't come up with some if the if the the movie division um can't can't really become more effective like they they they're promising it's it's going to be i don't know how they can they can they can keep this leadership team Uh, having lost 70 percent of their stock if they continue sort of flailing um I, i don't know when the board says um Reed or Ted, one of, one of you has to go. So so you, you pick them and tell us. Like, we, we, this this is not acceptable to just keep going on like this and not have a response.
0: Well, I think there's this, there's this sort of, I'd be curious to hear Sean's thought on this, this kind of um, misguided belief that the stock was once here at 70% higher, or maybe today 60%, 62% higher, um, and it's going to come back to that. But it's hard hard is it i think it's very challenging to come back to that when the market has shifted so much since that point where they were they were the the player and now it's a sea of multiple players i i would love to hear your thoughts on that
1: yeah i mean it got really it was at 700 you know it was at a place that was Frankly, dumb. It was, you know, it was no, it was not based on anything. It was based on the stock market that got a little, as obviously got way overheated. So, yeah, yeah, to get back to that point would be a big, I don't even know how that would, you know, go about um but the thing about netflix and again what's your time horizon so you know netflix has had big hits but big drops before i mean you want to go back to quickster and how much the value they lost with that debacle you know there are people you know who are like oh it's four going to four hundred dollars and it went there and then it went down to 90 and then it went back so but now it hits 700 again you know so like predicting it what's the time horizon for it but it's not going like as Richard said, they kind of found the 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 base here. So like I think it, you know 216 today or whatever it was, you know, probably not gonna be that disastrous level of like, oh my god, like that, that's what they avoided today, Janice was that. Yep. Of like another 30% drop. Cause that's what everybody's like, if that happens again, that's a you know, then like you can come and swoop in and buy that company because they will have lost so much value. So that's what got prevented today. Um, right. But what's the upside on it? I'm with you. I mean, a little bit. Like, there's not a lot of rosy, you know, picture here. But if that password crackdown thing yields amazing results, we'll be having a very different conversation a year from now. I don't know. I have no idea how it's going to, you know, it's like a new, they don't know, quite frankly. You know, um, the, the as I said, next year's Netflix is going to be resemble not going to look like this company, this year's Netflix much at all. I, I, as, I just think that. As that, a business. Uh... As a business.
2: If if your growth strategy is uh, about cracking down on your your consumers, I, that 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 sounds like a really flawed way to. Uh, I and mean, maybe it's something you have to do. Maybe it's uh, oh. maybe, maybe it's required. But if if you're really saying like we're going to get a lot tougher with our users, and that's how we're going to grow, but, that yeah.
1: But they're not yeah, the users. I'm, that's that's free. You're talking about people stealing your product, Richard.
0: Well, isn't it like saying if you really you're gonna if you if you are the CEO of Target, you're going to increase revenues by cracking down on Shop. Uh,
1: Shopaholic, right? I mean, it's like yeah, okay. I mean, you sure. may piss. I mean, I, but Richard, you may be right, Richard, or may as I'm saying it could go either way on this, and I, would, if, you know, but I have no idea. There's two points of view on that. You're pissing off. Yeah, you're gonna piss off people there, so this are gonna go ah screw it. I'm done with you. Or they'd be like, ah, you got me, all right. I'm going to make it so prohibitive where like, all right, I'll pay the extra three bucks or whatever you're asking me to pay for. I know I've been taking this for, we all, no one's under the illusion. Like Napster, actually Napster doesn't exist anymore because it was theft. Like it was literally, you know, like there's a reason the Apple iTunes iTunes store came into play because they legitimized something that was theft. This is theft. It's that you're not allowed to share your password with 20 people in your dorm. Not a lot. It says like, no. So there's that, there's different tiers of it. So what that manifests itself, we don't know, but it's going to, it's no matter what it's going to change it. I mean, I'll tell you, it's not gonna be the same. So which way it goes, you know, uh, we don't know,
2: but. I think it's something they have to do. Yes. Clearly uh, to, I think as a growth strategy, I, it, it, it sounds like it, you're going to start squeezing more out of the crackdown is is not a great uh positioning
0: yeah well to be to be determined so before we wrap up um sean you you would start to talk about what you think we should be watching for for the next quarter um Q3. <laughs> sure
1: so what's coming up so you know uh peacock is up next and i think even comcast would tell you it's not going to be good news uh they at their Q1 call, they're like, Q4 is going to be really strong. So, Oof. you know, I think uh, that'll be, so that's the next kind of one that's that's on deck. Um, and then we have uh, Paramount Pluser to that, and then Disney Plus. Warner Brothers Discovery has still not set an earnings call date. Uh, and Pile that with the TCA pullout. I'm like, something's going on there.
0: Layoffs, you've alluded. you You believe. it. I mean, I, I, that's coming. just the
1: word of it. But I mean, just to, at this stage in the game, not have an earnings call set. They'll set one. They have to set one. Um, But it's just odd that everybody else, every other streamer has already has the plan out. And that's so that's the HBO Max call. I don't know when that's going to be. Um, So that's kind of what's coming up. HBO Max added 1.8 million U.S. subscribers in the first quarter. Disney Plus was 1.5 in the U.S., again netflix dropped 1.3 so are I they going to go up or down
0: kind of uh you know with the one hand take it or give it or whatever you want to yes
1: <laughs> you know how big was obi-wan in, in second quarter for disney plus there wasn't a lot that was the thing and the numbers that were reported you know through third-party services weren't great so we'll see what the you know that could see that number plateauing um but that's what's kind of coming up apple and amazon obviously they're going to say
0: I'm no one's staying up at night over. Yeah. <laughs> over <laughs> we just keep saying, they're busy much.
1: counting their billions of, of profits. Exactly. Um, but the thing about in Q3, they look at, and I'll dive into this more in the newsletter tomorrow, but like, you know, Netflix doesn't have a lot on deck so far. So, you know, Cobra Kai is coming back for a fifth season, which is probably, you know. I,
0: oh my God. I'm going to hate myself for continuing to watch that, but I will.
1: Then I think... <laughs> I think there's probably a popular sentiment, but I, you know, Uh it's very popular. People like it. I don't, you know, um, they have the third season of lock and key, which is the final season, which is somewhat, I think popular, but not one of their premier shows, uh, the Neil Patrick Harris thing Uncoupled, And then they have a Kevin Hart, uh, pick with Mark Wahlberg. They got a Jamie Foxx vampire pick and they got that Marilyn Monroe, uh, pick, uh, coming out in September. And that's really it. Q3 doesn't seem very strong to me for them. They're not projecting any, you know, they're projecting 1 million plus total growth, but that is interesting. And all those Stranger Things people that saved them in Q2, uh, Stranger Things over. Are they all going to stick around now? Don't know, right. you know, good, good, a valid, a valid question. So you're um, putting
0: a yellow light. I'm putting a, I'm
1: putting a, this Netflix story may not be entirely you know, done, and this is again a U.S. focused, You know, so maybe globally the number does go that way. But now I'm looking at that U.S. loss number, and I'll put you. And here's what's going on in Q3 elsewhere: Lord of the Rings, House, of uh, Game of Thrones, NFL on Amazon, uh, and uh, Star Wars and/or on Disney Plus. All of which sound like bigger streaming events Those than anything I good. just told you about on Netflix. So definitely averted. This is a success. This is a this is no no question about the call in terms of the spin of this, it's like, yeah, this is a positive. You guys saved the quarter. The business is still strong. They're still making a lot of money. It's still a healthy business. Um, you're going to hear a lot of losses back to what's coming up in the other Q3, other Q2 calls. There's a lot more losses of like, how much did you lose this quarter? No, one's, no, one's going to come back and be like, we made a profit this quarter. That's not going to be on anybody's.
0: So we, we'll list. see some headlines in the next few days about analysts putting buy, hold, mm. sells on the stock. Um, yeah. are. Uh, you follow this much more closely than I do, Sean. Do analysts, are they susceptible to this sort of media narrative or are they do, digging, really digging into the numbers on, on their own or a combination?
1: Oh, that's, I mean, wh- how smart is Wall Street is a question you can debate. Uh, the come <laughs> <home>. <laughs> you want to be the analyst to, you know, had Netflix uh, still at 500 or something, you know, like, yeah, yeah sure. Everybody got a little high on the uh, supply uh, with yeah. the Netflix uh, price back in last year. And it's like, okay, you're the guys, you know, yeah. so those, those they've all been reduced. Um, none of them are, there's, ver- I don't, I don't think there's any out there that are like, oh yeah, I have it at 400. Like, you know, it's like, oh, 280 or, right. it's, you know, it's all come down to earth to that point. What this news today does, I don't know is going to matter too much. And remember with the other, but everybody else, Netflix is the only pure streaming business out there. Everybody else has other elements to yeah. the business that are going yeah. to affect, you know, uh, that, that price point, so to speak. So, right. you know, analysts today were uh, to Richard's point on CNBC. We're pretty happy with this. And again, the, the, the thought of gloom and doom was not, that yeah. did not come to fruition. So if so. this was a
0: referendum on streaming today, it yes. passed. We go, to, passed. The next, we go to the still, next. We we can
1: play another round. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um and then I, I just want to end uh with a question to Richard. So Richard, you like you're you have your friends with so many writers in town and producers and Fortunately. So, yeah. <laughs> or did you say fortunately or unfortunately? Unfortunately. <laughs> 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 but you do love them. I don't
2: recommend it. No. Uh- <laughs>
0: So they're you know they aren't grinding through the numbers, but they're kind of seeing the headlines and hearing everything that's happening. Um, where is Netflix in this? You know, first stop, second stop, third stop. When you want to sell your project after today, do you think?
2: I mean, to to some, to some extent, uh, people are so sort of nervous, and their 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 head is their heads are so spinning that. They're kind of just wanting to sell it anywhere, it's just just. Right, get just get the check. Like, just, yes, just get a check, get it set up. That said, if you ask if you ask people to rank their uh, their choices, Netflix would. Uh, I, I think three years ago, people would have put Netflix as the first stop, as the the place the, the the place that is most likely to get you attention for your work, because because no one can make any sense of these deals and the checks aren't right. what they used to be everything so what's 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 going to get you buzz what's maybe going to get you an Emmy nomination what's going to get you the next big series that people have to, to pay a lot for and I don't think people feel like that's Netflix anymore I think Apple and at the moment it's Apple and HBO are the are, are, I
0: mean talk about come from behind Apple right but yeah, that's, you know uh, that's st- pretty wild st-
2: was still a relatively small number of, of shows it's, uh...
0: well uh, you know a longer conversation we'll have another day but that whole idea that we've written about about just letting shows bake to market themselves and get some attention and get word of mouth i mean i didn't even know gray man's not out i I, you had to tell me it's coming out on friday i had no idea um but i just want to point out to the what you were saying richard about um i think you've talked about the netflix premium that people always expect them to pay the most which is why you sometimes go to them i when i was reading about uh reading the russo brothers interview i think in the new york times um about gray man they said i think it was a it was a $200 million budget with that took them all around the world on the craziest shoots. And they said, no one else would have paid for this. And that, um, or I think the words they might've used supported this. Um, and that's, you know, that's not nothing still.
2: Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, it's, it's a great thing when you've got cash flowing that you can say, we will write a check for your budget that nobody else would would dream of. With with Martin Scorsese and the Irishman. no one on earth is going to pay two hundred million dollars for to to make a movie like that. Um, the, you know, the the, the when you suddenly find yourself in a world where uh, money matters, and it's not just this thing that pours on you and you can just throw it around in like a drunken sailor. Um, the idea that, like, oh, I'm the place that can spend way more than everybody else, uh, might not seem quite the quite the catbird seat it once did.
0: Right, right, and then to, you know, the psychology of all of this, it feels like maybe something's getting taken away from you if you're not getting overpaid by Netflix, uh, in, in the new, in the new economy. Um, okay. So I think we might, we might do more of these around earnings calls. I think we have to follow the narrative. Um, and, uh, any final thoughts, Sean, before we head out?
1: it's, it's a success, but it's not, you know, I think people, I think a lot of people are surprised today. I really do. I think that what's, what's the mood or what's the, the tenor is like, huh? Yeah. And I think there's a little bit of like, a little bit of like, I was hoping they would fall on their face. You know, I think there's, uh, that is Richard. I, am I,
2: I mean, I, as, as, as a, as a, uh, a storyteller, I root for the most dramatic outcome every
1: time. So, <laughs> right. Yes. right. This is not a dramatic, this is it dramatic in that? Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess it's all right. And I, you know, it can take an upper side or downside to it versus everybody I think was expecting the, like, to be talking about this and they don't quite know. Like, yeah, I think it's fine. Like, you know, this, it's hard to really wrap wrap your head around what this was today
0: well i feel happy for netflix's employees maybe yes. they won't be laid off by the hundreds in the coming weeks um so this buys time for everybody it's good for the uh, business and that's good for the yeah. business in, but... in the
2: end we root for the business not to completely uh yeah from them so <laughs> um well i
0: i like the word for the day sean is huh that, that, I think that that's that won't it be all. my
1: headline because that won't be much of a clicker, I don't think. But you know, yeah, but that if I could do that and get away with it, I would probably go. Right. We
0: need to start doing audio headlines, but we haven't figured out how to do that yet. Huh. Um, um, all right. Thank you so much, uh, Sean and Richard. And uh, we'll see you back here shortly. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for the Ankler Hot Seat. Remember to subscribe to The Ankler at TheAnkler.com. See you soon.